exercise with me when I called you one day. So yes. get you a friend to help you do breathing exercises. Yes, definitely. Friends, and welcome to the Tea Time Podcast. Our goal is to speak life into your life through any circumstance. I am your host, Elizabeth Nelson, and every other week now, I bring a new guest to talk to you about their story and how God worked through their circumstance to possibly encourage and help you through your circumstance and see the light at the end of the tunnel. So sit close and grab your favorite cup of tea as I introduce our guest for today, my lovely friend, Alyssa Ash. Hi, thanks for having me on today. It's such an honor and a blessing. Oh, I'm glad to have you. I love Alyssa so much. So the story, how we met, I love it. It's so cute. So I was a little freshman, a little scared me. Didn't really know what to do with life in the big college world. Um, But I'm walking out of the prayer chapel, and I think Alyssa was in there too, or maybe she was just walking from Mascom, I don't remember. We were heading back to our dorms, which were in the same direction, but not the same dorm, but anyway. And she was like, hey, so you're an audio girl, and I was like, (laughs) yeah, I'm an audio girl. She says, you're a rare breed. (laughs) I will never forget that. Yeah, I mean, you totally were. It was kind of like, you know, audio, radio was kind mm-hmm. of a male-dominated field at the time. So just to see yeah. someone so passionate about audio was awesome, for oh, sure. Thank you. I'll never forget that encounter. But I don't know what it was about that encounter, but we just kind of, like, kept being, saying, like, hey, how you doing? And uh, somehow we became, like, best buds. Yeah, and we figured out we were both, you know, going to Guatemala mm-hmm. in the prayer chapel, and you were actually my deciding factor <laughs> in that um, uh-huh. because I was praying for a sign, and then I, I walked up to you in the prayer chapel. I was like, what could I pray for you about? And you're like, Guatemala. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going now. <laughs> we're going together to a foreign country, and we really mm-hmm. just leaned on each other for that. That was yes. such an amazing experience. It was so sweet. We really bonded with painting that mural. Mm-hmm. Such a cute mural with Definitely. bright colors. Yes. I'll never forget that flower that. mural. Yeah. But, so after you graduated NGU, mm-hmm. almost all of my guests are like NGU students, um, but you graduated last year, mm-hmm. last May. A year ago. And then you went to work for Right Side Broadcasting. Yes. How was that? It was good. So I worked for Right Side Broadcasting Network mm-hmm. in Auburn, Alabama, and went to about 45 Trump rallies in the course of nine months. Yeah. So it was crazy um, back to back. It was really, um, you know, it was what I had dreamed of just broadcasting, you know, learning about politics. But it was it was really difficult because I was mm-hmm. living on my own. You know, I didn't have my community anymore. Yeah. And I worked out of my apartment. And because I am such an extrovert, that was you know, definitely hard for me. Mm -hmm. So career wise, it was fantastic. But mentally and emotionally, um, it was really difficult. Yeah. So go in a little bit about like how emotionally um, it was difficult because like our topic for today is mental health. Mm -hmm. And so um, just go into a little bit about um, your story and how God has like opened your eyes to that, but also like walked you through that process. Definitely. Um, it was just hard, I think, being alone in the apartment and working there. So mm-hmm. I would try to get out and go to a coffee shop. And I am extremely thankful 
you know, yeah. for the opportunity. I wouldn't change it at all. <laughs> but um, I think during that time period, I did struggle with depression more. Mm-hmm. And I would just kind of take naps to escape, which yeah. is not good at all. You know, when you're feeling like that, it's easy to just kind of want to get away from everything. But it's so much more important to, you know, call a friend, to go mm-hmm. outside, you know, just to feed your senses, to do something more productive, even if you don't feel like it, because yeah. the way to get out of that is to trick your brain, I've heard, into doing things that you would do if you weren't depressed. You know? Interesting. So if you, you know, have certain hobbies, you like going to coffee shops, you like going for walks, runs, you have to do that, even if mm-hmm. you don't feel like doing that to get out of it, you know, and eventually right. you'll trick yourself into not feeling that way anymore. Yeah. So how do you think like you can um, overcome because it's it's kind of like a mind game because I know mm-hmm. I I like being around people. So I feel like if I go somewhere by myself that I want to do, I'm like, I know I have to like, you know, date myself type mm-hmm. thing. But it's like I just like to be around people. Yeah. So how do you get over that mindset of being extroverted, mm-hmm. but also going being, out alone? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I love doing that. I don't know. It it was something I had to do, you know, because I was living alone before I had met um, friends in a small group at church. Just Mm -hmm. going out to eat by yourself or, you know, going shopping by yourself, whatever it is, I think the more you do it, the stronger you become. Gotcha. And it really helped me to just kind of enjoy my surroundings. Or, you know, you could go to a coffee shop and then call a friend or an aunt or an old professor. I would do that a lot. <laughs> and I think that that really helped me as well. Um, So you're looking into a ma- master's? Mm-hmm. Master's? Uh, what is? Talk about that and yes. like what you want to do there. So I am looking into a master's in psychology, mm-hmm. possibly a master's in counseling. But right now I'm kind of leaning more on the psychology psychology side, I'm more interested in the research, um, which is kind of nerdy, but I (laughs) love it. I'm such a psychology junkie and I listen to podcasts daily, watch YouTube videos daily, watch documentaries. Um, I think I'm really passionate about it because I have, you know, mental illnesses in Mm -hmm. my family and I've struggled with a depression and anxiety myself. Yeah. So it's really caused me to want to help people that struggle with similar issues as well. I do think the stigma about mental health is declining. It's not as Mm -hmm. bad as it used to be, but it's still definitely there. And I think people are just scared to talk about, you know, different issues they may have, but they just need to know that it's okay not to be okay. And I think when right. we're really vulnerable and we talk about these issues, it can ultimately bond us closer mm-hmm. together. Your, you said you have family members mm-hmm. that deal with it. Is there like a particular story? Like you don't have to go into a lot of detail to like, you know, protect them. Mm-hmm. But like, is there a particular like story or interaction that um, particularly stands out? with you that you can better understand now since you've been able to research it? Mm -hmm. I think just personally, um, dealing with anxiety. One of the times I think of is um, my senior year in college. I just Mm -hmm. had so much on my plate and I wanted to do absolutely everything that spring semester. Um, it was so insane. And I was, you know, working for a news station and going out into the field by myself And I think that's when I started um, just having anxiety and then eventually panic attacks, you know, Mm. senior year, there's that fear of the future and what's going to happen. 
And so, um, you know, that was really difficult. And so soon after that, I did start counseling mm. and I was able to, um, you know, get different medications that have helped me so much. I don't have those, you know, panic attacks anymore. Okay. And so that's been really nice. I've had moments where it's been close to it, you know, where I feel like I'm mm -hmm. almost going to have one. Um, but I haven't. And I know there's a little bit of controversy sometimes in the Christian community about medications mm -hmm. and if we should be taking them or not. Um, but I do think they're very helpful because, you know, God created doctors, physicians mm -hmm. that, you know, have the brain and the capacity to create these, you know, different medications that are able to help us get to where we want to be. Right. So with panic attacks, because I've experienced some panic attacks, um, it's like they're very random mm -hmm. in the fact that it's like not you know i don't get them often but certain things mm -hmm. do trigger them um so can you like just talk a little bit more about what a panic attack is mm -hmm. and how we can like be proactive and saying oh this is what it is and i can do this to stop myself from going there yeah yeah definitely so i think they might be you know kind of different for everyone but mm -hmm. kind of some of the signs are just the initial um your heart races, the heartbeat increases, you can hyperventilate a little bit, it's hard to breathe, and you just feel like you're completely out of control. And I mm -hmm. think um, that's definitely one of my triggers that I've struggled with is feeling like I'm not in control or mm -hmm. I'm trapped. You know, when I've kind of analyzed that, that's what I've found. And so they, I think it's different for everyone again, but for me, it can last, you know, between 10 to 15 minutes and you really just have to ride it out. Uh, there are different breathing techniques that can help. I, mm -hmm. I like to do, you know, uh, breathing in for four seconds, holding it for four, and then out for four. Gotcha. And I remember you did that exercise mm -hmm. with me when I called you one day. So yes. get you a friend to help you do breathing <laughs> exercises. Yes, definitely. So um, that's helped me as well. And I think with panic attacks and anxiety, it's we, we feel, you know, this adrenaline rush and this mm. fear that something's coming after us when yep. in reality it's not. Mm -hmm. It's just fear that we're feeling. So. Yeah. It's like a battle against ourselves because mm -hmm. we're like trying to pull ourselves down because it's easier to give into it mm -hmm. than to overcome it. But we're stronger Definitely. when we yeah. overcome it. Mm -hmm. But it's just getting to that point. Um, now, another thing I wanted to touch on was counseling because mm – -hmm. Um, I know when people suggest counseling to me, I'm like, no, I don't need it. You know, mm -hmm. somebody, it'll be better for somebody else. Yeah. So like, what is your advice there? I think it's so good. I think for some, you know, people our age, college age students, they might be kind of trying to battle the hurdle of the financial aspect of it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's too expensive, but there are, you know, church, there's church counseling available. That's free. right. So that could be great too. A and, lot of schools do that too now. Oh yeah. Definitely. So, you know, we have the resources there. So it's mm -hmm. just, are we going to be, you know, brave enough to, to do it, to take that step? Um, I think for me, it's so good. One of the first times I went, I just remember feeling the entire time just peace in that room. Mm -hmm. And okay. a lot of it might just be unloading things to my counselor, you know, because I don't, mm -hmm. I don't go every week. I go every few weeks. And right. so it's a lot of catching up. But it just feels so good to have that unbiased source that's not going to tell you, you know, this or that a certain way because of what they want from you, mm -hmm. you know, but they ultimately want what's going to be best for your mental well-being. 
Right. So it's definitely helped me for sure. You have family members who struggle with like mental illness. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you're very familiar with like the stigma Mm -hmm. that comes from like outsiders. Mm -hmm. So like what are some that you're familiar with that come up a lot like around you or that Mm -hmm. you've just seen a lot? Um, But what are some like counters to those stigmas? Mm -hmm. I would just say it's kind of – Sometimes if people know, it it might be a look or they might kind of talk to you in a different way. They might treat you, you know, a different way, which is why a lot of people are um, really, you know, quiet about Mm -hmm. their mental illnesses. But I think the best way is to just be open and to talk about it and to have those conversations. And when people are giving you that look or, you know, acting a different way, it's not because they're mean or, you know, judgmental. They just might not understand because mm-hmm. they don't deal with it. And so just answer their questions and be open to that, you know, instead of just hiding it in. Mm-hmm. But when when we're open and when we're vulnerable, we'll be able to break down some of those barriers. Right. I have a friend. She – I forgot what she has. She has some <laughs> – she has something. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gets frustrated a lot because, like, people say that they're there for her. Mm-hmm. But, like, when she needs to talk to people most, mm-hmm. it's almost like – they're they kind of like push her away or say like like I don't know they kind of just like Mm -hmm. diss her and almost like they feel overwhelmed too Mm -hmm. so what are some like encouragements challenges Mm -hmm. that you can give people on the outside so for people on the outside I would just say to be available for that friend Mm -hmm. even if it may not be convenient for you whether you are you know out with other friends sitting on the couch watching Grey's Anatomy, whatever. (laughs) I I do that a lot. Um, Stop. Stop whatever you're doing and get outside of yourself for a second and just Mm -hmm. think about that friend because a lot of times when someone is in an elevated state of anxiety, they might need someone to tell them it's okay. You're Mm -hmm. going to be okay. So talk to them on the phone. You know, do those breathing exercises. Um, It it could be as simple as a text. You don't Mm -hmm. always have to, you know, go physically be there for them. If you can great, go get them some coffee from Starbucks. (laughs) But if you can't just, you know, talk to them on the phone. If they're depressed, tell them that, you know, they are here for a reason that God made them fearfully and wonderfully. And that, you know, they're wanted here on earth. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people struggle with just not even wanting to be alive now in America. And it's so sad, but it is true. And so we just have to be you know, here for our friends, we have to be here in many different ways. Mm-hmm. What are your encouraging words, inspirations for people who are listening, who struggle with depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. anything else on the spectrum from what we could consider like just, you know, minor to more on like the major mm-hmm. spectrum? I would say no matter what what you have, whether it's depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, dissociative identity disorder, just remember that you are loved and you are valued. I know that sounds super cliche, but mm-hmm. it is true. And also, I think something that has helped me is to just become friends with your disorder. You know, don't (laughs) think of it as an enemy, but read those books about it. Listen Mm -hmm. to those podcasts, watch those, you know, YouTube videos of people that struggle with similar things as you watch those documentaries. And the more you know about it, the the stronger you'll become because Mm -hmm. ultimately knowledge is power. Right. And so I think that that can just 
help so much and be so beneficial. Also, you know, look online, reach out to groups in your area, people that struggle with the same illnesses as well. There are a lot of support groups out there that Mm -hmm. can be very beneficial as well. So what have you learned from God going through this process um, with your family, the like specific things that like God Mm -hmm. has taught you um, to share with people listening? I would just say that um, he is, he's a constant for me and mm-hmm. he's a provider. And even when, you know, seven years ago, my family kind of, you know, fell apart. We're in a much mm-hmm. better place now, but yeah. we did. Um, he, I think that's just when I became closest to him was, mm-hmm. you know, through the hardest, hardest times. And, you know, that he is my peace and he is my salvation and my rock and my comforter and my friend. And no matter how I'm feeling, uh-huh. Um, because you know, whether you have a mental illness or not, your emotions are going to kind of yeah. roller coaster all over the place. Yeah. Um, he is always there and he is always, you know, constant to just give us that peace and give us that comfort. And so mm-hmm. I'm really thankful for that. So what are some, like the main points, if they don't remember anything else, <laughs> what is the main thing you mm-hmm. want our listeners to remember? I would just say, um, do your research, mm-hmm. have that support circle, you know, those friends, those family members that are going to be there for you Mm -hmm. and remember your value no matter what state you're in. Definitely. Um, Even if you personally don't have a mental illness, like I know when I first came to college, I had a really close friend who would have panic attacks frequently. Mm -hmm. And so I researched what to do. Yeah. Like, cause I, it was new to me. Like I'd never knew it was a thing. Just to help her. Yeah, That's just awesome. to help her. And um, I never I never had to use it. But, you know, just in case, I was like, I wanted to know what to do because I didn't want to be caught off guard because mm-hmm. I'm sure that's – for people who have never experienced it before, looking at it on the outside, you don't really know what to do. You're mm-hmm. kind of like – you're kind of paralyzed yourself. You're like, I don't know if I should help this person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should just stay away. But um, familiarizing yourself is also really helpful. Definitely. Yeah, but remember your worth and um because no matter um what like whatever illness you have, mental illness, physical illness or mm-hmm. whatever, like that does not define you. Yeah. What defines you is the fact that um if you are a believer then you are a princess, a mm-hmm. prince, a child of the king. Yeah. Um nothing else um can get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. That's exciting to Definitely. me. Definitely. But um thank you. For joining us yeah, today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. It was so much fun. I know. We get to go eat some of the, the chicka filet. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Thank you. Eating it all day. It was such a joy. <gasps> of course. And thank you guys, friends, for joining us today. If you have any questions, I'm sure Alyssa would love to answer them for you. You can um, DM them on yes. the Instagram. We have um, an Instagram page, tea time underscore ministry. And uh, the email address, if you would like to email me and say, yo, I want to talk about my story on the podcast, and you can email me at E-N-E-L-S-E-N-M-E-D-I-A at gmail.com, and you can write out your story. If you don't feel comfortable sharing it, then I can share it. You know, that's no big deal. Um, but if you still feel like, you know, your story needs to be told, there's no problem. I can do that. 
Um, but thank you guys for for joining. Leave us a rating, a comment if you feel so led. Um, but join us also on Instagram. We have other devos and inspirational things we do there as well. But as always, I would like to remind you guys before I go to do the best you can do at whatever you do and whatever you do to the glory of God. Thank you.